1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
2: Get in the know. Nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company.
0: Hey, what's happening? This is Purple After Dark. Part of the purple daily umbrella of Daily Vikings Entertainment, we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. That's the mission statement on the show. And every Tuesday night at 11 p.m. Central Time, you can find us sipping a couple adult beverages, some Surly Brewing Company, and talking Vikings with our friend Realistic Randy, who you can find on his YouTube channel. Anywhere uh, you have a smartphone or a tablet or anywhere that allows you to find YouTube, you can subscribe. To Randy's takes. Also, look at Judd coming in hot here from the XL Energy Center after a wild victory. Look at the dedication, dude. <laughs> look, look at that, man. What's going on? Wow. Coming in hot, wild score <laughs> that's two that's goals lighting. late, and they go tic
1: tac toe in overtime tonight. Good night, boys. And I worked those back roads. I, I'm going to tell you right now that was some impressive driving because <laughs> I had to bypass. You showed up right on time. mm Hmm. Exactly right. I'm Amazing. punctual, Randy. I'm so, punctual. Uh,
0: that's Realistic Randy. That's Judd, Phil Mackey, our executive producer, Declan, will jump in here. He's also flying back from the XL Energy Center. And uh, if you're watching us on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, a couple of things. A, thank you. And uh, if you're watching on a TCL TV, even better, because they support us. If you support them, you're supporting the show. And uh, TCL is all about the most entertainment with stunning resolution at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Click the subscribe button, click the like button, and um, it'll spread the word about the show. But as we do every single Tuesday night, we give the floor to Realistic Randy to start things off. What's on your mind after a Vikings victory on the road against the Carolina Panthers, sir?
2: Six games in, 11 left. After all the stress of all the high blood blood pressure watching these games this is the perfect time for a bye week in fact I think it would be very wise for Vikings fans out there to contact their health insurance providers and make sure they're covered under the precondition of Vikings football this has been (laughs) wild and for the (laughs) coaching staff I think their homework during the bye week is understand this is Kirk Cousins team Not Dalvin Cook's team, even though this is who they built the team around. Because whenever the team is in a jam and they need to get bailed out, who is putting this team in consistent positions to possibly win games? It's Kirk Cousins. In the fourth quarter, just the fourth quarter alone so far, gentlemen, Kirk Cousins, league-wide, is third in total passing yards, fifth in passing first downs, fourth in total completions. You see what this team is capable of when they're forced to play aggressively. Imagine if they were to do that for four quarters. And I say that because if you look at the overall stats, not just the fourth quarter, all four, Kirk Cousins is 21st in pass attempts, 22nd in total yards. You look at the weapons that this team has. We talk about Jefferson and Thielen all the time. But even with K.J. Osborne, obviously Dalvin Cook is there as well. Nine times out of 10, this is an instant mismatch against opposing defenses. We're at the point now where the coaching staff needs to understand the situational coaching Tight games they are going to happen, but damn near every game so far has come, come down to the wire and it's been self-inflicted with situational coaching. The Vikings are 14th in scoring. That's unacceptable. They should be top five. The more that they keep teams hanging around is one thing against carolina it's another against detroit these next 4 games they have we can talk about the teams as a whole but just the quarterbacks Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers the more that you allow them to hang around they're going to make you pay for it so it's a good thing this is their preferred worst case scenario to be at the buy 3 and 3 at 500 it's good but this team could be so much better than what they have shown so far.
1: Do you think that they that from a coaching staff standpoint that they have the ability to get that? Because I I do contend I actually like the personnel and to your point, uh, the skill position guys offensively I really like. Uh, but I think this comes down to coaching and maximizing what you have from a coaching standpoint. So my question is: six games in with a really tough four game stretch to come. What's your faith that this staff can get the most from this team in games that really could be won or lost by coaching?
2: It's been the same thing. We've seen this type of coaching for years now, regardless of the offensive coordinator. There's no Pat Shermer there to at least say, okay, Mike, this is what I think we should do. You have Clint Kubiak, who's a pup, Andre Patterson, he's not going to say anything. So Mike Zimmer, I think in his head, he probably sees, well, you know what? We're three and three. We're on a roll here. We won two straight. Why should we change up anything? I think that's what's going to happen. And until it gets to a point where the backs of the Vikings are on the floor, they have nowhere else to go but up. Let's say they lose their next two games against, what's this, Dallas and Baltimore. I think that's what's going to ultimately lead to a change. But right now, I think because they're 3-3, three and three, you see how happy Mike Zimmer is and the what the tunnel after Carolina and he's hugging with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, we did it! Oh, my that? God, we did it! I love it.
0: I, I just... That's so
2: staged. That thing was so staged. Yeah.
0: They had to do it, though. <laughs> they,
2: they did. But I, I just I don't see it changing. But it's one of those things where this has been... This has been on repeat, this song, for probably at least the last three years. So end of the first half, the final possession of the first half, we saw Tennessee last night against Buffalo. They had three timeouts and about 37 seconds left. And they ran the ball and just said, we're done. It, it's amazing that – and there was one situation where – I forgot what game it was with the Vikings where fourth and six. Maybe it was Cleveland. Maybe it was Detroit. I can't remember. Fourth and six, they decided to go for it. And I'm all about being aggressive here, but kick the field goal in that situation. But when it's fourth and two in the first quarter, deep in Carolina's territory last Sunday, oh, we're going to kick the field goal. So it's just, and even Seattle last year, 2020, 2020, when he decided to go for it on fourth down with Alexander Madison, I get it. I'm all for it right there. Sometimes he's aggressive, but mm-hmm. at the wrong times. In the moments where it's clear that you should be aggressive, and eh, we're going to settle here. So I, I honestly don't see it changing. Hopefully it can still result in the Vikings winning games. But these games, the way that they've gone so far, it's been coin flip. Sometimes things are just going to go in the Vikings' favor, but against the better quarterbacks in the league, it may tip in their favor as well.
0: I do love... Late game Kirk, man. The late game luminary. I mean, he legitimately has been excellent in the situations that we've been asking him to be excellent in for a number of years. And, like, all these people that, well, you know, the Kirk stands that say, well, he's been the same quarterback his whole career, and now you're just coming around. It's like, no, no, no. Go look at his numbers late in the fourth and overtime. I'm talking, like, last five or six minutes trailing by a score or two scores where your team needs you to Bail them out, basically. And he's been awful in his career in those situations. And he's been great this season in those same situations. Offensive line's been a little bit better. But, you know, like we we focus so much, Randy, on, by we I mean like Vikings fans and everyone who follows this team, on trying to exonerate Kirk from blame, right? Well, like this game resulted in a loss, but you can't blame Kirk. It's not Kirk's fault. And, like, that's one category of, of how to talk about Kirk. But the other one is when you pay a guy the second most money to the cap, it's not good enough to just avoid blame. You have to be the reason sometimes why you bail your team out, and that's been my biggest complaint. You know, it's more about the money than it is about him as a quarterback. He's one of the 15 best quarterbacks in the world. But when you're paid the second most money to the cap, I need more than just, like, avoiding blame. I need you to bail the team out sometimes. And he's done it, like, he's probably done it, like, four times this year. You know, Greg Joseph missed a kick in Arizona. Dalvin Cook had sort of the phantom fumble against the, the Bengals. But, I mean, he's been great in those situations. He's probably saved Mike Zimmer's job two weeks in a row now.
2: It's incredible. I will say this on the money thing. Money, in fairness to any player in the league, money's not going to change who you are as a player, especially at that stage in Kirk Cousins' career. My expectations with Kirk Cousins coming in 2018 was, okay, I know who he is coming from Washington, and in my humble opinion, he's been everything I expected him to be. So I guess it all depends on the expectations that we have with Kirk Cousins coming in. The other thing I'll say is when this offense, when Kirk Cousins is allowed to play to his potential, because has Kirk ever audible out of a play? Is he even allowed to audible? I can't I don't think, think of a time I where I is. saw... I don't think he no, is. I think you're right. And I think if with these weapons that they have and Kirk Cousins, the way that he's playing, I would hope that it would get to a point where we say, okay, look at the matchups that you have on this particular play. Have a set up, uh, have a backup and a backup to a backup play in case this first play doesn't look really good. And... It just seems like, no, this is the play we're going to run no matter what. We may have some pre-snap motion, but if Kirk is allowed to play to his potential, if this offense is allowed to play to his potential, that throw he made to K.J. Osborne, it was really between two defenders. Really, that was a big boy throw. He's capable of doing so much. And Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, they come once in a generation. Some quarterbacks... Fair or unfair, we may like it or not. Some quarterbacks, they need to some degree have their hands held. Kirk Cousins does fit into that category. Now, knowing that information, have the Vikings done a good job of that? This year, it's looking really good. The offensive line is playing a lot better. And in situational coaching, when the team is forced to play aggressive, that's when, okay, let's open up the playbook. But if we sit there and say, Let's be aggressive for four quarters. This offense should be dusting teams.
1: Yes, yes. And and the thing about that is we have not seen the Minnesota Vikings have a third receiver, the quality of K.J. Osborne, in how long? And like Jarius Wright, I liked, and he was a nice player, okay? But K.J. Osborne is potentially special, and he's damn good. And and where they've been given an absolute gift is this Irv Smith Jr. being hurt could have killed this yes. team. Like I saw it in camp. They were going to use him constantly. Mm-hmm. Like he he was going to be wide receiver three for sure. And he goes down. And so you could have been screwed. But instead, you, you've got Jefferson, Thielen, Osborne, tight ends who can catch. Now they're they're not Irv Smith, but they can catch. Um, And that's why I think that if they during the bye week now and they self scout again, I think coming out and in that Dallas game, the mandate has to be what you just said, which is there is no reason why we don't come out and absolutely utilize Kurt's strengths because he's got strengths and go pedal to the metal against opposing teams because I'm with you. I think that this team should be top five in scoring. And I also think if you, I'm not asking Kirk to be a player he can't be, but I am saying that that we've seen glimpses and it's partially because the infrastructure is so good. Um, We've seen glimpses of if you hold his hand a bit and give him Osborne, Thielen, Jefferson, Cook, Conklin, blah, blah, blah. um, You've got the potential to score a ton of points. And I'm not saying when you have to, because that's the thing about the, the Detroit game, which was awful. This past game, you know, a big improvement. But if you come out and say, Kirk, we're going to empower you from the get-go because you've got the guys, and we're going to use play action, and Dalvin's still important, but we're going to do, you have the potential to put up a ton of points, to the point of you will need your defense to play well, but you won't be sweating it at the end if they don't. So yeah, I I am 1000% on the train of this is an offensive team now. And if you do this right, you are going to statistically skyrocket up in every potential offensive category and that's how you can win football games.
2: This could easily be one of the best teams in the league. They could easily be 5 and 1 at the same time. You can make the argument they're a couple of plays away from being 1 and 5, so it goes mm-hmm. both ways. But this could easily be one of the best teams in the league. The offensive line is starting to play better. That was a good Carolina defense team. And Kirk Cousins didn't get sacked at all. And Christian Darrisaw man, I, I rewatched that game. That was different. That, that was Brian O'Neill esque mm-hmm. Christian Derisaw was basically the equivalent. Once he got his hands on his man, he was welded steel. The control, the command. He was directing dudes wherever it is that he wanted them to go. The balance. Football. that Absolutely. You, you pair Christian Derrissaw with Brian O'Neill. Oli Udo struggled with the penalties. Garrett Bradbury, I'm still, we'll see. Ezra Cleveland, also wait and see approach. But this offensive line is it, starting to come around. So if the offensive line does indeed come around and gels together consistently, the defense, and this is Sam Darnold and Jared Goff we're talking about. So, okay, we'll see against these next four quarterbacks. I don't know what to make of this defense. And Patrick Peterson being out, that absolutely sucks. Bashad Breeland, he's going to start. He's had a nice two games, but against the quarterbacks, all right. Cam Dansler, he's going to be the opposite starter. But if this defense starts to come around, the offensive line starts to come around, the receivers that he has, Dalvin Cook, if he can stay healthy, even if he doesn't stay healthy, Alexander Madison has been spectacular this year yeah. when he's had to fill in. This should be one of the best teams in the league. But again, if you keep, if you keep putting yourselves in situations where, you know what, we're going to dial it back here instead of, no, just stomp on their throats. Put this team, blow the doors off of this team, then you're going to find yourselves in situations where, you forced yourself to be nine and eight or maybe yeah. 10 and seven and barely squeak in the playoffs.
0: Let's bring our executive producer in here straight from the XL energy centers, crowded and raucous parking Dude. lot filled with 18,000 screaming wild fans. There he is. Mm. So God. I like
3: quick side story. <laughs> mm. I park in a ramp like six blocks down from X Energy Center and it's, it's it's a ramp that's $5 and I always park there because I don't have to worry about getting out and it's cheaper and I don't mind doing the walk and I learned my lesson of why that is sometimes still not mm. the best case or everyone else picked up on my secret but for 48 minutes I was stuck in that ramp and also I only had less than 20 miles in the tank oh I have like, that's I have the, like, that's
0: that's how, that's how i that's how I live my life by the I, way I always that's, that's always, always ride it to gas Randy, gas tank like no, coming that's out there, of it.
3: I pulled I, into I my I pulled into the parking ramp, parking garage here in my apartment. I have 4 miles left. I have 4 miles to get to a gas station for work dude, tomorrow. That's and I plenty have of time, dude. I have anxiety just trying to go to bed why, and starting my why car. Why did you tomorrow.
1: allow it to get so low? No, because 4 miles is plenty,
0: dude. There's, Randy? No, 4
2: miles in actuality with the car is actually half a mile cuz as soon as you turn the car on it right. goes down to 3. As dude. soon as you pull off it's 1. See the you
0: have man. half
3: a mile to get some it's, gas, yeah. It, it scares the crap out
0: of me. You guys are good. I think you. I think you're good. I think you're good. Uh, so big win for the Wild. Hey, check out Judd's hockey show, part of the Mackie and Judd umbrella of Minnesota sports talk too, because uh, the Wild are going to be pretty damn fun this season. Hey, somebody popped a comment up here a little bit ago saying the Vikings need to go seven and four the rest of the way if they want to make the playoffs. I actually want to play the schedule game with you guys here Ooh. in a second. But Judd, tell us what are you celebrating? Not only are the Vikings getting back to three and three, but the Wild with an electric comeback tonight at
1: the XL Energy Center. There's only one way to properly, properly celebrate that win, and that is with a Surly, and in particular, in my world, a Surly Furious IPA, because it is, it is the best IPA hands down in the state. I would say in the country, if you you've not tried it, do so. If you have, you know the delight, and by the way, as always, Tweet me your pictures of your Surly Furious and football or I don't care hockey. Show us your cans. Show us your cans, Jay Zolgad on Twitter. I want to see them. I will retweet you, Surly Furious IPA. That's how you celebrate. That's how you celebrate a great night in Minnesota Sports. Also a shout out to our friends at Moon Motorsports
0: in Monticello. So uh, you want to talk about the best and most exciting showroom in the region when it comes to power sports. Moon Motorsports is the spot. Ten major brands and the service and parts department also to help you get the most out of your machines. And so, hey, winter is on the horizon here. They got all sorts of amazing brands, Hondas, uh, Yamahas, Polaris, you name it, 50 years family-owned and operated. They've been outfitting Minnesotans with power sports vehicles for 50 years. You can find it in Monticello off 94 and go to moonmotorsports.com if you want to check out the most exciting showroom in the region when it comes to power sports. That's right. Football. Right here. All right, so let's say, all right, let's say, I just, want to, I just want to preface this by saying making the playoffs is not the bar. Not on this show. Winning a Super Bowl is the bar. But if we lower the bar to where the Vikings franchise has sort of lowered it, where like, oh, let's make the playoffs and see what happens, mm-hmm. the bare minimum is making the playoffs. And they probably do need about 10 wins, as as one of the commentators put out there. So they're three and three. I'm just going to rattle off real quick here, all right? Like, just kind of, you know, just, we don't have to dissect the whole schedule, but just give me like off the top of your heads kind of wins, losses. I'm going to give you four game chunks. Dallas, Baltimore, Chargers, Green Bay. Two of those games are on the road. What's a realistic record?
2: Um, <sighs> I'm going to say 2 and 2. Dallas and I would say I would say LA, the Chargers, those are the toss-ups. The two losses I just see being imminent is Baltimore, especially at Baltimore. That's a game where I've gone off on this dude long enough, but I'm just going to keep it short and sweet. If Anthony Barr decides that he wants to play, he had a nice game against Carolina last week, but this is a game that's screaming for him to have an impact in order for the Vikings to win. Because if Lamar Jackson takes off, we need a linebacker to control the sidelines. Too many times he gives up and he goes half-assed with his jogging. That's a game that I see just being, that's a loss. And then, Aaron Rodgers is just, I mean, he's playing all-worldly right now. You saw how he responded to the Bears fans saying, I own you. And he deserves all that confidence, but I, I think those are the two losses. I'm going to give Dallas and L.A. the wins for the Vikings. I
0: think I think two and two, I I might flip it around and say win, win the home games, but if you come out of those four games two and two, It's gonna be tough to be too disappointed. So then you'd be five and
1: five. I'm gonna say two and two, but I will challenge this team directly. Win the Green Bay game. Win your home game. If you can't beat the Packers, but but like if you if you can't beat the Packers at home again, uh with this team offensively, come out and here here's my challenge. So like this is this is new Kirk, right? It's the new Coke, it's the new Kirk. Uh, this is a guy that we we who, who pick his play apart are like, hold on a second here. This guy is different, right? Here's my challenge to Mike and Kirk. I'm going to pair them up. At home, you come out and you beat the Packers, and Kirk, you beat Aaron. You best him. You come out and have have a game plan, and, and you've got Justin Jefferson, Thielen, Osborne, Delvin Cook, Madison, I Kaprizov, can run Kapri- over yeah, no, to I, Eck. But seriously, I mean, it, it, it's it's time it's time we stop. If, if Kirk is going to play this well, which I appreciate, it's time we stop. Like with this well, it's Rodgers, and I mean it's not a great. They matchup. Can beat the, yeah, they can beat the Packers Come on at home. And beat the yeah. Packers at home. You've done it before. You can do it. The only thing that you're going to have to do, Mike, with your precious little defense is you're going to have to stop Jones and the run, which you've been abysmal so so far at. But that's my challenge. Go 2-2, and but win that Packers game especially.
0: Zimmer did say today, by the way, that Pat Peterson should be back for that Green Bay game, but that might be wishful uh, thinking.
2: uh,
1: Yeah, I don't think he's going to be. (laughs) I think that's us. They're still
2: struggling against the run, but the Vikings, if I'm not mistaken, they haven't beat the Packers at home since Matt LaFleur took over. Matt LaFleur leave believe it's 12 and one in the NFC North division yeah, so far. Now, know. oddly enough, the Vikings did beat the Packers last year in green Bay. Correct. But if you can give Matt Lafleur his second loss, yeah, that would be huge. Now, even if you go two and two, I'm with you, Judd, if, even if you go two and two, you beat the Packers. That is a statement win. And I think that gives this team confidence the rest of the way. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So, so let's, okay, let's, let's go to the next chunk here. So let's, so we're all kind of, all right, two, two, if you can go two and two, all right, you, you kind of keep your season going forward here. Um, and then your next, I'll give you the next four games here. At San Francisco, at Detroit, home against Pittsburgh on a Thursday night, and then at Chicago, your first game against the Bears. So those four games, three road games at San Francisco, at Detroit, at Chicago, and then home against Pittsburgh on a Thursday, that four-game chunk. You got to go 3-1, and one, right? I'm going
2: to get I'm going to give them three and one here and I'm going to give them a three game stretch of San Fran, even though they're in Santa Clara, Detroit and Pittsburgh. I'm going to say they win those three straight and then they end up losing to Chicago. Their defense is still pretty good. I'm going to give them those three wins. San Francisco. I mean, is it Jimmy Garoppolo? Is it Trey Lance? They're struggling a little bit. Detroit, they're a dumpster fire. Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, it's getting close to the end here. I'm going to give the Vikings three straight before losing to Chicago uh, at Soldier Field.
0: I will say, because I do think those first three games are all very gettable. And then the Chicago game, you get 11 days to prep for that. It's a Monday night game too. So you get, you get a ton of extra time to prep for that game. And you're probably, you're either going to face Andy Dalton or Justin Fields. I think four and O is a reasonable ask over those four games, but I'm going to, I'm going to say you, you probably drop one somewhere but four and zero is a reasonable ask for that four game stretch. That's
1: at Chicago, right? Yes, three and one that is prime time. Yeah, well, and I and I do think it's fair. I do think it's fair to say that, that with the Packers and Bears, you'll probably split. I'm just saying with the Packers, win at home, damn it! Uh, three and one, three and one would be good. San Francisco is weird because they're scuffling, and I don't know that they're great, but I think they are good. And, and they're a team that by the time you play them could be back on track a, a bit as well. So I'm going to say sure. if you get through that stretch 3-1, and one, it's pretty good. 4-0 mm-hmm. and oh would be great. but.
0: And then the last three games, home against the Rams at Green Bay on January 2nd, by the way. It's going to be a nice little temperature there outside. That's a Sunday night <laughs> game, too. And then home against Chicago.
1: So Ram, I'm sorry, I'm say, Ram, Ram home, against, home against the Rams at okay. Green Bay.
0: Home against Chicago.
1: Okay, sorry, Andy.
2: No, I'm gonna go. I think they're gonna split with Green Bay as well. I don't know when it's gonna happen, but for the sake that I said they would lose to Green Bay at home earlier, I'm gonna say they beat them on the road. Which means I also think they're going to be Chicago. I think at that point, Chicago, they're going to be at that point weak. What is that going to be? 18. They're going to be at the point where they're mailing it in. They're trying to see their second and third stringer see what they're all about going into next year. So I'm going to say two and zero on that front. But against the Rams, Matt Stafford, that defense that they have, Aaron Donald, that's just I think that's just an imminent loss. So I'm going to give. The Vikings a two and one record during the
1: last three games. One of those wins at Lambeau Field. I'm going to say two and one as well, but I am going to again challenge them at home. Beat the Rams if, if oh, you're boy. as good. If you're as good as we think that you can be, and, and we don't know. Um, but I, I think you probably lose to the Packers in Green Bay, and then. You should beat beat the Bears. That last Bears game here is always so weird, and yeah. it shouldn't be. And I don't know why. But anyway, beat the Bears here, beat the Rams here, and you'll probably split with, with the Packers and Bears because it, it's, it's, so, it's just so it's just so weird. I got
0: weird. I got them on. I got them. I, I think they're losing to the Rams and the Packers, and so it's so if let's say they go one and two, they'd then finish nine and eight. So there's a chance they might. If if the schedule sort of plays out the way we're looking at it. You know they're going to be right in that mix for like nine or ten wins. So you right. either need to you either need to go four and zero during that San Francisco, Detroit, Pittsburgh at Chicago stretch, or if you can you come out of the bye and somehow win three out of
1: four well, over the toughest part of your schedule. Here's, here's the thing, too, though: the Rams game. Okay, Donald is great, and and they can be tough defensively, but that's another game where I say if this offense continues to play like we think it can, and, and like it certainly has been at points in, in games, come out there and score points too. Like like we're so, I think we're so conditioned to to be like, well, the Vikings are going to only do this on offense and what can their defense do? And my entire point is, let's spin that. Let's change from that. That's the thing that Mike needs to change from. Let's come out there and let Kirk, if Kirk can cook, let him cook and let him put up some points and and if you have to win that game, like the Rams actually did on the Thursday night, what, three years back now, when Kirk played great and lost, um, win that game just like that, but you score more points. Like what? what's stopping that? It's Mike. Can Mike get past that? That's my question. This team is competent
2: coaching away. The way they're playing right now, they're a team that's capable of being at least eleven and six, maybe even twelve and five. But I think because of the coaching and going back to the Rams game, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Floyd—they've got some great defensive yeah. players. Yeah, that's going if they, man, if they can beat the Rams, I'm telling you right now that would be saying a lot. But if they do, like you were saying, Phil, finish around nine or ten wins. That would be right on par with the Vikings under this regime. Yeah, and that's that. Like that's
0: where I, that's. I feel like we're we're just we're we're shoving a rock up a hill on this show sometimes, trying to raise people's expectations because so often we set the bar at playoffs, and that's like nine or ten wins. But if you want to win a Super Bowl, and I'm, I'm and I'm using sort of you know the last thirty years of a sixteen game schedule when I do the records in my head, but you know if you look at the last. 30 years of Super Bowl winners. There's only been 4 teams that have gone to the Super Bowl and won it with a record of less than 11 and 5 in the regular season. So like you need to rack up wins in the regular season and beat good teams and play home playoff games in January and maybe even get a bye in the first round if you want to win a Super Bowl. It can't it can't just be about well what's the number you need to get into the playoffs? Like that's not that's not this isn't hockey where like you can <laughs> sneak in as a 7 seed and have a hot goalie for a month like that's not how this works and people are going to say well what about the 07 giants okay yeah that's one of the four well that's what about those, the yeah, what about the ravens four. with flacco it's like well yeah but like what about the 90% of teams that do it the other way which is they dominate the regular season so like at some point whether it's this year or next year the vikings have to stop coaching and building rosters that gravitate toward 500 they've just been a gravitational pull toward Five hundred, seven, eight, nine wins. It's not too much to ask for them to think bigger than they've been thinking as an organization.
1: They also have to start embracing the identity of the team as it emerges, which is what they don't do. They embrace their perception of what that identity is and should be, and what they want it to be. Um, but what they don't allow their team to do is flourish. And look at what they could do. And look at what we've seen with late drives. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Who knows? Kirk might go back to being Kirk. Um, His slipper might get lost. I don't know. But for now, you've got something going. And you should ride that. And my question during, like, I don't even care if you send the players home and don't tell them a thing now. My question for the coaching staff and the executives uh, at TCO Performance Center is this are you going to like realize that this team is emerging with an identity that flies in the face of what the coach likes but you know what if it's going to save the coach's job he shouldn't care
0: i got one more thing here off off this thread that i want randy's reaction on so you talk about cuz i think i think i agree like coaching and mike zimmer hold this team back in a lot of ways like mike for as big of a game as he talks and as tough of a guy as he is as a football guy right he coaches very scared in key situations. He kicks field goals inside the five-yard line. He punts with a chance to kick a 54-yard field goal to end the game, right? He's, he's clearly calling up until this Carolina game. Carolina, they actually threw the ball down the field eight times on deep passes, 20 yards or more. Like, they clearly opened up the offense more against Carolina. Got to see more of that. But in the NFL on Sunday, there were six blowout games of three touchdowns or more in terms of the score. So six games resulted in a final score of three touchdowns or more uh, spread or whatever in the last 27 games, the Vikings have only had one 20 point lead on a team. And that was home against Detroit last year. They don't, they don't even take 20 point leads like (laughs) because once they take a lead, okay, let's pound the rock, right? It's, Even like you go down to some of these other throwing stats, like the Vikings coming into the Carolina game had had one of the most conservative average depth of targets in the NFL. Checkdowns, conservative, avoid the mistake, right? Well, you're not going to win a Super Bowl if your entire goal is to avoid a mistake. You have to take risks. You have to be aggressive. And that's why the Vikings, some of it's bad defense, why they don't jump out to bigger leads the last two years. But that's amazing. 27 games, one 20-point lead over that stretch.
2: Yeah, and that's that's the main thing because once they do get a lead it's oh oh man okay let's play defense let's not screw this up but you're allowing the other team to have opportunities to catch up with you. That's why they don't blow out teams ever. And when you gave me that stat I said let me guess Detroit in my head and you said it Detroit. Of course it is. Yeah. You see these other teams out You see these other yeah, you see these other teams in the league and it's, it's really frustrating. You see Buffalo. You see Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. You see Kansas City. You see these teams out here that we talk about the Vikings. Okay, maybe they can contend. We're talking about teams that we know can contend. And they are just pedal to the metal all game long. This team, they make oftentimes they beat themselves or they do just enough to win games in spite of themselves. doing is working, but up until the other team can prove that they can adjust to you. But instead what happens is we score a touchdown and okay, let's dumb it all the way down until okay the team they score a field goal. Maybe they go up by three or four points. They score a touchdown and then okay, all right, all right. Forget everything we've been doing. Let's go back to square one. That that's not that's relying on the coin flip to turn into your favor and it's not going to happen. That's why this team is usually Flirting with 9 or 10
1: wins. Hey, question um, to to your back to your bar point. I've got a question about another guy on defense. And I can't decide here. I can't decide if it's schematics. I can't decide if if it's regression because of age. When do we get a Harrison Smith game? When do we get a game in which, I, I, I mean, I can't tell you. And it's not that I don't think he's played bad. But he, you know, I, I mean, we, we talk about guys flashing, right? Like a guy flashed, a guy made a play. And Harry used to do that, it felt like, once every four games or something, right? At, at least. Where he would make a play that impacted and changed a game or or a half or certainly a series of possessions. I feel like, I mean, I've seen him, but I feel like we haven't felt that. And I don't know why. And, and I, I have not seen much talk about this but you know when we talk about a guy like Barr, you're talking about that group kendrick's Barr, hunter guys that you expect to make to make plays at least occasionally to change games and i don't know the last time that i have seen a harrison smith game where he's changed things and we used to see that it felt like at least on a regular basis
2: you're right and I talked about this earlier on my YouTube channel, the four consistent players I've seen on defense so far this year. Patrick Peterson, Mac Alexander, Daniil Hunter, Everson Griffin, Eric Hendricks. It's kind of gone back and forth this year, I feel. But Harrison Smith was not part of that list. And I will defend this guy. He plays a position that, and based on not just the position that he plays, but how he plays. He's not going out there trying to crash into dudes. He's preserving his body. He plays in a position that even at his age, I could see him playing at an elite level for another three years. The problem is this year, I don't know what it is either. I don't know because I feel like once or twice a game, we see that play from Hitman where it's, oh, okay, he's going to make the other team feel him. It, it And we haven't seen that. I have no idea what it is. And – defense of him if you can even say that the pants the past defense overall really hasn't been that great except with these last two games going up against subpar quarterbacks we're really going to find out these next four games harrison hitman smith has no choice but to make plays if he doesn't then all right what are we talking about xavier woods possibly having a better season than hitman that's That's a tough pill to swallow, but I have no idea what it is.
0: For the record, so I think – so Pro Football Focus has Harrison Smith, I think sort of sneakily, as the eighth highest graded safety in the NFL. And Xavier Woods is 19th, so they've got – they're both in the top 20. I think it's a case of he's doing his job. He's actually leading all safeties in tackles, and so he's like he's doing his job very workmanlike. But has he made any big like Harrison Smith – Game-changing right. splash plays yet not necessarily Those impact plays, but no. he's but he's definitely like laying the groundwork for like he's having a good season. It's just is he going to add another layer on top of that at right. some point and maybe maybe you know change the direction of a game. My bet is he will at some point. We'll have to see. He'll well, he'll punch a ball loose, nice. fumble. Yeah, you know, create a Baltimore create a Lamar Jackson nice. fumble on a run or something like that. Yep. So. um Couple people asking, you know, to hear from Declan. So I want to give Declan the floor. Give me, give me, give me a Vikings take here, Declan. Give me a Vikings take.
3: Yeah, I think the Vikings go four out of five out of the bye. Ooh. I think, I think they go four out of five. Oh I think They go four and one. Uh-huh. I think their lone loss is Baltimore. Like I don't think they I say really the shut down. Well, there's there's a there's an accountability session I, tomorrow. We're, I we're, sat by you, you
1: all night and you didn't have one drink, and yet I feel like my <laughs> yeah, friend Dex. Is, when the I way, up, he saved him him for the drive ale. home. <laughs> no,
3: this is ginger ale. This is ginger ale.
0: I mean, here, Dex, have a surly. Yeah, are you going on the record? I'd write that down with that tomorrow.
3: I I might be. You have I might to. be. Although Dude, that's
1: ballsy, right there.
3: Although I don't want anyone stealing it cuz I do have a couple co-hosts here who who could uh, who could who could take no, it from it's me No, it's
0: yours now. Now it's um, yours. No. no. Oh,
3: trust me, you don't have to worry about me saying that. Yeah, yeah. Randy, you're good. Oh, you're Randy, good. <laughs> I accepted you. I know yeah. you had my back all along. I know you wouldn't even have to, you wouldn't even have, have to say it because only I was going to say it. Uh me too, maybe. I I think I think the for sure loss is Baltimore. I don't I think Lamar Jackson's just going to have an absolute field day against them. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco does not scare me. Dallas, uh, Dak a, a little banged up, but should be good to go. But that good. that that defense doesn't scare me. I mean, you look Dude, at the teams Dallas the Cowboys so have good. beaten. It's they better. look good, and it's you should take Quinn. care. You should take care of the teams that are bad. So I like I, I applaud Dallas for taking care of bad teams, but they haven't really played anyone tough either. And I think the Vikings <laughs> get a big win on the bye week, and they're going to roll. I think they're going to win four out of five out of the bye.
1: So I have never been so uncertain about the one thing that I don't get about this team, and it's this one. I like the players. I like the personnel. I think that they have the talent to be good, really good potentially, but I don't know how they're going to be run. And because of that, like I'm so – I because I think the Detroit game, I really think that the Detroit game was a byproduct of a terrible game plan and poor coaching. And if you ran that game back with better coaching, I think the players – might have been fine. So, like, I, like, lots of times it's like, well, I just don't like the team, right? Like, yeah, the quarterback's not playing that well or something like that. It, it's an identifiable distaste. In this case, it's not. In this case, I actually like the guys on the field and, and think that a lot of them are improving or are just damn good. But I don't have confidence in the people who are scheming and making the calls to know what we're going to get in, like, a Dallas game. Or a Baltimore game.
0: Hey, Spartus on the screen here on the YouTube comment section wants to know, hey, Randy, what's up with that Moss jersey behind you? Would love to know the story. Uh,
2: my wife got me that. She got me that a couple of years ago. I, I don't remember if it was for my birthday or an anniversary gift, but she got it for me. It was signed by him, too. So, And he's the reason why I'm a Vikings fan. Randy Moss, to me, is the greatest wide receiver of all time. I respect Jerry Rice and the stick gloves that he had and everything that he's done in the league. But Randy Moss was a dude that I was playing backyard football, trying to be him. When you catch a football over somebody's neck, I'm talking about rip it off of them, boom, there's nothing you can do. You got Moss. No one ever said you got Rice. No one ever said you got To. <laughs> you got, you got, got Marvin Rice. Harrison, you got Fitzgerald. Yeah, no and, one ever said yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Ran- Randy Moss is one of the greatest football players of all time. So my wife got me that. I have it framed. It's signed by him. I'm never taking it out of that frame, but that's how I got
0: it. I do think we can trademark awesome. the you got Cartered, where like if someone th- like you're at the grocery store and like carded. your wife throws you a loaf of bread <laughs> and it's like it's like the throw is a little outside and you like tow the aisle.
1: You know, yeah, you got to keep your feet in <laughs> the aisle, in the lane. Yeah, because yeah, that's what he was so good at.
0: Uh, Randy, give us your. So we're going into the bye here. Give us your uh, just your final thoughts here after these first six games and uh,
2: and going into this bye week. I don't know what to make of this team. I, I don't know who this team is. This is this has been exhausting. If the next eleven games are going to be as close as the first six. I'm telling you right now, I, I, I might have a heart attack. Th- this has been a lot. But these next four games, I think, is really going to tell us what this team is all about. They have all the tools at their disposal on offense. I think defense is starting to come together, but it's still wait and see. But this team has everything personnel-wise to be an 11- or 12-win team. It's literally a coaching thing. This is something you can change tomorrow tomorrow. Like, just put your ego to the side and say, okay, final possession of the first half. We're going to stay in shotgun, and we're just going to boom, boom, boom. We're going to use all of our timeouts until we have no more, and then we'll see what happens after that. And when we're in the lead, we're going to keep doing what we've been doing to get in this lead until the other team can stop us. That's something you can literally change tomorrow. Beyond that, I would love to see Kirk Cousins have the freedom to audible at the line of scrimmage because, like I said, again, with the weapons that he has on offense, they should be lighting defenses up. If you see a matchup that you don't like but the original play call is heading that way, Kirk Cousins should have the freedom to audible and say, let's go to play two or play three to get the matchup that we want. I don't know what to make of this team. I'm not going to say, oh, they're finished, but I'm also not going to say, oh, it's – it's a parade. We're back, baby. Give us the championship. But these next four games are really going to tell us what this Viking.
0: I think we lost Randy's connection there for a second, but yes. I agree. I got and it though. The next four okay. games are there. He's back now. He's back now. But he the said last they're
1: gonna win the Super Bowl. I heard it clearly. <laughs> <laughs> he said plan the parade. <laughs> yep, love
0: it, man. So you can go check out Realistic Randy. He's got his own YouTube channel if you want his Vikings takes on the regular. Uh, if you're watching us on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, click the subscribe button and the like button to spread the word about the show. And uh, in turn, we'll give you daily Vikings entertainment. As always, Purple Daily and Purple After Dark, presented by Surly Brewing Company and Federated Insurance, Federated Help and Business Owners, Risk Management Tools. They're all about protecting your employees, protecting your bottom line, and giving you peace of mind as a business owner. So find out why they've been around for over 100 years, some of the best people in the industry. Federatedinsurance.com, and remember at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. (laughs) That's right, Rick. Yeah, protecting your ass, Rick Spielman. So, all right, Randy, great stuff, dude. Appreciate you joining us. See you, Randy. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Right down week. on Purple Daily. Yeah, be safe. Don't, don't you know, Enjoy nobody, the, day, the week off. N- don't be, oh, no, no inappropriate boat rides, no one get arrested. All I'll right, in bye in week, let's all just lay That's low, be, all right? Declan's That's be, got oh no boy. chance
3: yeah. of oh not
1: being Declan's for uh, sure incarcerated. Incarcerated. Write that. Write that down.
0: Cook Declan's
3: County. not there on Monday. <laughs> don't yeah, call yeah. me from Cook County.
2: <laughs> get a water jug and get your gas filled up. Randy's so right. You too.